0: Alan Hudson, good morning sir, uh, Kenny Ibbitt, tell me about Kenny, you played with Kenny when of course he went over to Seattle Sounders in 1982, where you won the Western Division and almost took the uh, major trophy uh, to soccer bowl in '82, which of course today Seattle Sounders fans are still raving about.
1: One of the, I don't say strangest, it was, um, you know, when you get you play against certain players and uh, you, you rate them however you rate them. And I played uh, with Kenny. I've been in a couple of England under-23 squads with him. Then I played against him, obviously, Chelsea, Wolves, Stogham Wolves and uh, Arsenal and Wolves. I thought he was a very, I thought he was a good player. And then all of a sudden, uh, when I was in Seattle, obviously captain there, and uh, so I had uh, a lot more responsibility and I had a lot more to say about the team with uh, the coach, Alan Hinton, who was a brilliant coach. He bought Steve Daly from Wolves. Yeah. And uh, Steve was, as you know, the million pound player around the time when, about a year after I, I left Chelsea, and, which was a ridiculous fee for someone like Steve. And it, which he uh, admits, hell of a lot of money. Steve came there to Seattle and um, didn't really score the odd brilliant goal, which he was capable of doing. From because he he, he had a ferocious shot. Uh, he would he would you know pull one out the pull one out of the air for you. Uh, but his overall game was you know I I kind of a, it was probably wrong on me to judge him f- for going for a million pound. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, that they paid Manchester City paid that amount of money for him, and then when we broke the team up uh, the following year, but as you do as you did in America at that time, you, you kind of got a new team. Um, certain players come back to their clubs here, because uh, I, I was only one or two players that um, were there full time from from my move from Arsenal, and we and we signed Kenny right out of the blue, and Kenny came over and. Uh, he was a lovely fella. I remember getting on really well with Kenny, and uh, and I thought he would be a decent addition to our team. But, although we had a real good team, um, and to be perfectly honest, mate, he took over the place. He yeah. was absolutely superb. Um, I couldn't speak higher of any player. He was he was fantastic. It it just seemed as if that kind of that sometimes I say like I always think when I tell people about my move from Chelsea to Stoke and a new manager, a great manager and got the best out of me it seemed that it gave him a new lease of life, a, a different uh, look at life he'd, been, he'd probably been at Wolves too long and he came to Seattle and he just took the place by storm he, was, he, he seemed to be so relaxed and uh, in training mm-hmm. he, he was a credit uh, everything he did, and uh, in all fairness, he he was the one that got us to the, to the soccer Bowl final. He was uh, in both uh, legs against Fort La- Lauderdale. I think mean, he scored in both games. He scored the winner at the Kingdom against him. He was it's just all round game. He was superb. I was you know he he kind of pushed me out the way a little bit and uh, took over, which I didn't mind doing because uh, he, he gave us a, a little bit more of an edge. You always
0: said to me, Al, you don't understand how good a player is until you either play with them or against them. And that seems to be the way with Kenny. You're right, he'd been at Wolves since 1968. And only Derek Parkin has made more appearances for Wolverhampton Wanderers. He said to me that he knew nothing of... Seattle, like you didn't before, he went and signed for for Alan Hinton, and he said it was an honour to play in a team uh, with you, a player that he admired so much, and said that whenever he had the ball anywhere around the pitch, Alan Hudson was always available to receive that pass. And I think although he made it a little bit better for Seattle, you also made it very easy for Kenny to fit in there. And he, he was almost like, you always talk about Jigsaw's final piece to that Jigsaw in 82.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I mean, I've I would I've adapted to the American game. It took me a, a little bit, uh, like my first season, it took me my first season to adapt because I played with, far inferior players when Kenny came in, uh, you know uh, I was a big signing and uh, I found it quite difficult to adapt, then I had to adapt to the American way of playing and I had to explain to the the Seattle crowd that, you know, just look at me as your quarterback, you know don't expect me to be scoring goals from here, there, you're not going to get too many frills uh, but I'll get the team playing and I can never for- I'll never forget. We went on a pre-season tour when Steve Daly first came, and we was down in Santa Anita, which was the most beautiful place in the world. And we were at, we were at, we were doing some practicing, and uh, I think it was a free kick or a corner. And I I just it was Steve had just been there about a week or two weeks, and I said to him, Steve, um, I said, where do you like playing? because I I could kind of change my game a little bit. I could push up a little bit more if I had to. I could drop deeper if I had to. I didn't really like going wide, but I'd I'd, I'd go wide sometimes if if you had to. And I expected him to answer me. uh, (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I like to. If I was Steve Dane, i said, well, I'm more of a Roma because he runs... I watched him play when I was injured and he he didn't know where he was going half the time. He was no yeah. playing game. He didn't really know. And he said, I don't really know what my best position is. And I thought that was a bit strange for someone of his age. He was 20, 28, about 27, 28, the same as me. But with Kenny, it was t- I didn't have to ask Kenny. Yeah. Uh, I, I already knew because he just slotted in so simply. He was easy... He was easy to play with. He was my type of player. I, I always loved five-a-side players. He was a five-a-side player. He was great in tight areas. He he could receive it and pass it without, you know, with his eyes closed. We were very similar in many ways, but uh, he had the, he had the ability to, uh, as Wolves fans would probably say, you know, anywhere around that. Uh, Five yards outside the box, ten yards outside the box he he had a great eye for goal, something that I never did in in, in my career. I had a bit, a bit of a bad ankle and I, I that stopped me from shooting a lot and I would, I would i would I would try and get the ball through to somebody else in a better position where Kenny had the fantastic ability to to curl one over the top or or, or sneak one over the side you know he was uh, he had a wonderful eye for goal. And for a midfield player, people rave about Frank Lampard. That, that, that was Frank's uh, biggest strength. You know, Without his goals, Frank would have been probably a decent player, but his goals made him a fantastic player for Chelsea. But it was only his goals. And, but, and Kenny had that edge. Kenny could do that. But Kenny had much more to his game. He was more of a footballer. Uh, you know, he was he was he was such a he was such a pleasure to play with, and you, you knew when you got the ball. It, it, I always used to look forwards for front players, but I knew when Kenny was out, if he if he had a five yard space, I I had no problem playing a one two with him or giving it to him and letting him get on with it. You know, he was he was a he was a fantastic addition to our team, and left
0: foot and right foot as well. He was comfortable striking the ball on both sides, wasn't he, Kenny?
1: Yeah, I think that that was that was probably the strength of his game that he could go either way. He could he could uh, he could drop his shoulder to go right and go left, uh, and vice versa. Um, but uh, again, back to your point. I mean, I, I I always say to people, you know, when they they tell me about players, and I say, well, you, you really you really wouldn't know how good or bad they are because I, I don't find out about players until you really get to know players. When you, you've trained with them and you play with them, and then you get their strengths, their weaknesses, where to pass ball, where not to. Obviously, the, the the biggest example of that was Greenoff at Stoke, Jimmy Greenoff at Stoke. Uh, had I never played uh, at Stoke City with Jimmy Greenoff, I would have gone through my life thinking he was a, quite an ordinary player. Yes. But getting to play with him, I found out. We got the best out of each other, and and that's what it's all about. And that that's I think you know at the end of the shows I've always done with you, we always come back to the same thing, and that's management, and, yeah. and it's all down to great management. I don't know if Alan Hinton and see that in Kenny because Alan brought so many players in and out, and some were good, some were very good, uh, uh, but Kenny. I would say, along with Tommy Hutchinson, who we got from Manchester City, the ex-Coventry player, who I thought was a decent player at Coventry, but he come and excelled over there. He was fant- he was a fant- fantastic addition. They were probably the two best players that Alan Hinnom brought in.
0: I remember talking to Kenny and doing an interview for Ebra Sounder, and he talked about Toronto when they played against Kublas. There was a few of the boys that went out for a beer, Steve Daly being one of them. Uh, Steve wasn't the greatest of drivers. I think Steve wasn't the sharpest tool in the box. I'm kind of getting about Steve Daly. And also we spoke about soccer ball and the night before at the gala, where you'd have, have a drink, and he had a, a, a suit that really would have fitted a four-foot-six Midget rather than the, the yeah. size and the frame of Kenny.
1: Well, that's a, that's a, it's a it's a very very funny story that one because um, I remember we Alan Hinton, and you know he, he, the master stroke I, I I suppose most teams do it the soccer Bowl. San Diego was the, the most beautiful place and Alan took the, us down there on the after the game at the weekend I think we went on a
0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Sunday or a Monday. The final was on the following Saturday. We had. I was with Ray Evans. Very close to Ray at that time, and we were like uh, sidekicks, and we would go out, go out. We went out Monday night. We went out Tuesday night. We went out Wednesday night, and Alan In and said. No more, drinking after, no more drinking after Wednesday. So um, I said to Ray on the on the Thursday while we were training, I said, we got to have a beer tonight. You know, I said, the game's not till Saturday. I mean, we got a history of drinking the night before the game. And, you know, not every Friday, but we had that kind of history. And I, um, I said to Ray, I'm going to talk to Alan about it. He said, yeah. He said, why not? Because we were all, we were friends. And I said, "Al, I said, I, I think you better give us another night off." I said because, you know, uh, what are we can do? Seeing you know, what's the TV? What are we gonna do? we will be twiddling tr- our thumbs. and and, we, uh, and who wants to sit around and think about the game on Saturday on a Thursday night in San Diego? It's not like being at home with a family, you know. And uh, Alan said, "No problem." He says, "Al, you, you know, do what you whatever." Whatever you feel you feel best, whatever you go into the game, it it was like a Waddington thing, really. It, Waddington would have done the same thing. Yeah, go and have a beer, but they don't go nuts. We'll go and have a beer. So we went out, and Ray and I went out on the Thursday night, and we called it a day on the Friday. We trained. i would never forget we trained on the Friday morning. We were playing head tennis, and, and Pelé came across. Pelé walked over, and he was watching us, and we were talking to Pelé, and that was a, a bit of a lift, uh, we, but we, we were a little bit hungover, and so was Pele. Strange enough. <laughs> Next thing you know, we we went to we the, the night before Super Bowl soccer Bowl. You um yeah you, you you both teams attend the dinner, and uh, they sell tickets for the dinner, and both teams march in together. And as we as we turned up, we all in our dinner suits. Uh, Steve Daly and Kenny are, are turned up, and they're all over the place. You know, I thought, what's going on here? I, I hope I, I thought. I hope Alan and don't think that I've told them that it's all right to go, you know, go out on a, you know, the, the following night. You know, this. I think this was a Friday night, and we were we weren't drinking, but they were drinking. The, the Kenny and Steve were a little bit, you know, over the top, which was not a problem because. New York come out, and they, they just... I remember their, their best player, one of the best players I've ever seen, a fella called Bo yeah. you you he was one of the best players i ever played against. And he was... He was off his trolley. <laughs> he, he was just... He was just... Uh, God knows how... Because uh, be, I would... I, he challenged us to a drink when I played for Arsenal. And he he played for Red Star Belgrade, I think it was. That was in Singapore or Australia, or saying. And he he challenged me and Malcolm McDonald to a drinking contest. <laughs> uh, so he came over and he he made Kenny and Steve look sober. He was all over the place. His bow tie was around the wrong side. Of his neck and everything, you know. And he and he come over the side talking to the lads as we lined up to go in, into dinner and saying, you know, you, you do realise that I'm, I'm I'm getting drunk because I got to give you a chance tomorrow, you know, <laughs> all that kind of thing. Because he, he this this he had just had so much confidence. So that was all the lead up to that was the lead up to the game. So I felt a little bit better knowing that Bogey was, you know. Wouldn't be his best, which which he was really the following day. But yeah, they, but Kenny and Steve, they, you know, they were like two little kids in a sweet shop uh, on this night. You know, San Diego, in one of the nicest parts of the world, uh, the night before the night before a cup final, and it, it was it was great stuff. It was, and I, I really think, uh, given if we had played on a proper football, uh, soccer field. at as they say, uh, we we had a better chance, but we played on a tip on the San Diego field, which had that diamond where they play the baseball, yeah. and uh, that didn't suit me because I couldn't go onto the diamond because my ankle and and I was I got too far away from Ray and I, and we didn't play a normal game, and I think that kind of suited New York more than it suited us. Uh, otherwise, we might have got a result. Have you any uh,
0: recollections of the Toronto uh, game the, the the day before um, when you went out for a drink because uh, Kenny said it was a bit worse for wear then there seemed to be you seem to play yeah. hard and drink hard and, 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 and you know work hard on the pitch you've always said out oh, if you're going for a drink you've got to put it in train and put it in in the game and you always yeah. did.
1: Yeah, I I I don't. Uh, I mean, we didn't. Uh, I wasn't an ex- excessive drinker on a Friday night. Yeah. Night before a game, I uh, I could count on one hand the times I really got out of order. But that was that was for personal problems, and it was uh, it came off once or twice, and a couple of times it rebounded on me. But uh, you you mentioned earlier on Kenny. I think Kenny might have got that wrong uh, about Cubilos. Cubilos played for Fort Lauderdale. Right. Uh, 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 Toronto had another good player, uh, uh, a black player. He was he a was superb player. Very, very good. But Kubilis played against us uh, for Fort Lauderdale, and he was the one in... As you know, in 1970, he played for Peru, and he was uh, he set the world alight in the World Cup final. And he, he was for 20, 25 minutes, he ran our back four ragged, and until we got hold of the game, and we went on to give him a. I think we beat him four at the at the end. We, we we got all round. We were a better team than them, but we had to. We had to. Someone in the defence had to get hold of Cubillas for us to do that. Okay. Kenny probably got that wrong because his uh, intake of alcohol, I think. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> <laughs> probably got belly mixed up that morning as <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> oh, you seem to have an absolute ball out there. As I Kenny had a tremendous career started it at Bradford Park Avenue, uh, went to Wolverhampton Wanderers, played out there in Seattle, uh, also went on to manage as well after, and was an assessor of referees, I believe he's now retired, he was 71 on the 3rd of January and a lot of Seattle fans thought that he took the number 3 shirt because he was born on the 3rd, but uh, he certainly didn't, Kenny said to me, it was just a number that was available, he didn't Play like a fallback, and you're absolutely spot on. I said Kenny, yeah. you played like a trooper, and you were one of the greats of 1982 to wear that Seattle Sounders
1: shirt. Yeah, he wore, it, he wore it with great pride as well. That's what I liked of him. A lot of players that came over, you know, thought it was like a bit of a working holiday, but that after a little while and under the management of Alan Hinton, they realised that it wasn't a joke. Uh, we meant business and, and, and that's all that was and strangely enough you talk about his, his um, career uh, I think I wrote to him when he was manager of Walsall yeah. asking him uh, if he had a vacancy to you know, for a coaching job or uh, even assistant I didn't hear back from him I don't know whether that uh, they had a shortage of money I didn't really do it for the money I just like would like to have teamed up again with him because uh, I really liked him he, he's a great lad and then I see him at stoke a few, several on several occasions when he was doing the uh, referees' assessment, yeah. uh, and we just used to look at each other and and laugh, and uh, as much as to say how lucky were we to be in Seattle together and and get on so well and and find out he, he probably felt the same way about me as I felt about him, you know, about finding out until you play with someone you don't realise. What kind of player they are, but he that year, my my, my son says to me sometimes, well, how many times you play against Kennedy? He said he was he was fantastic in Seattle, you know, and and that was that that was something that was that was a wonderful thing about our, our game, and 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 going to America at that time and playing against. Other teams had wonderful, unheard of that people over here had never heard of. And say, and I didn't like it when people undermined the the NASL. It was a great league. New York Cosmos had a better league, better team. They could have won the first division in them days. Yeah. In, in the English first division, the players they had were, when Cruyff played and uh, Shinaglia and Bogachivik and people like that and Niskins, you know, they had about five World Cup winners in their team. And, and this is what we played against. And Kenny, Kenny coming walked into our team, and you know he, he was he was right up there with the best of them. And uh, I'm I'm so I'm so you know when you asked me to do the thing, have a few words about Kenny, I couldn't be more delighted because he was such a pleasure to play with and be around. He was great in training as well. You know he liked to laugh. He had a great sense of humour. He was great in 5 a when we played Ed Tennis, he was class. Everything he did was w- with a bit of class. Al,
0: it's been an absolute joy, a pleasure, and uh, I'll pass on all that to uh, Kenny a bit. It's always uh, a bone of uh, contention with me that players of the 70s, the 60s, the 50s, and even further back, get forgotten these days by the mainstream media and football shows, but we don't. They are yeah. too good to be forgotten so uh, till next time mate thanks very much and remember six more tracks for my life my music where we take a look at the stories behind the songs that shape the career of one of world football's greatest players you
1: <laughs> thanks very much mate uh, good Kenny my best regards and uh, I can't wait to hear his show um Uh, He's one. He's he's one of. He's one of the people that. uh, Him say if I if I played for twenty years, he he was right up there with anyone I played with. So give him my best regards, please, Paul. Will do. Cheers, out. Speak soon. All right, pal. Ciao,
0: (laughs) mate.